0: Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd
1: and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life,
0: one to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose. This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here.
1: That welcome to Mind Body Purpose this week. It's Michelle Stevenette and my dear friend April Jed.
0: Hey, how are you? We're so glad you're here. Yes, we're talking
1: flexible beliefs today, which is, I think, a really interesting, awesome topic. We've had some of the
0: coolest conversations, actually. We really have. In our planning for this. So, yes, flexible beliefs are so helpful and can definitely serve us. That is one of the main things that have come from all of our conversation today, and that we're going to kind of try to convey to you is how. Um, they can enhance your life.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you are untethered or that you are just being tossed to and fro with different ideas. Um, That's not what we're talking about when we are talking about flexible beliefs. We're just talking about sort of open-mindedness and being willing to consider um, new thoughts, new ideas, um, and just new perspectives, really, just to deepen our understanding
0: of different things. Kind of allowing us to grow, Um, to discover more truth, kind of to operate from a place of love instead of judgment, staying out of fear, kind of almost a growth mindset, Um, but really taking that a little step farther and putting it into a place that allows us to be, you know, bigger and have more understanding than we currently do
1: yeah so when we have super uh fixed beliefs and we're just very you know kind of dogmatic in like this is it 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 can be pretty limiting actually to, in in our opportunities to gain deeper understandings, even of uh, things that are like still true there there might be new levels of truth that we might be missing if we are so stuck and fixed, even though it might feel really safe and comfortable to be like, nope, this is the way the world works and this is what I'm choosing to believe. Like that can feel stable and secure, but it might be sort of a false sense of security and it can also create a little bit of fear because if something ever comes and challenges that in any way, like that can feel really scary to our identity. And so being able to just have a little bit more flexibility, not to say that you are again, untethered or you know being tossed to and fro, but just that you're a little bit more open to new
0: understandings. So, yeah, because if you kind of or if you put yourself or your beliefs into a box, that's nice. Like, right, like it fits well. Then you put something into a box that like fits nicely and it looks great. And that feels like, hey, look, here's here. Here's like this wonderful example in this box of my belief. And it just if you shut that box, it shuts off all of the other potential for you to, um have even more of an understanding or more of a belief. Um, so it boxes up that potential. Yeah. A few years ago, I had really kind of decided that people who delved into the world of like personal development and self-help were um, kind of dumb. Like they were a little bit crazy. And I had read The Secret. I'm not sure if you all remember that book. I'm not saying that that's like totally bad or anything, but I read it and I kind of was like, Oh yeah. Mm, mm -mm. Not for me. This is not something I'm going to do. And so self-help, I like wrote it off. Nope. And then fast forward a few years and I had learned something that was ring so true to me. And I saw the potential of it, honestly, like changing a huge amount of the way I operated in my life. And it was classified as self-help. And I about died. I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Obviously, I'm too smart for this. So this cannot be true. And whatever's telling me that this is going to be good in my life is probably wrong. But it seems to be working. Well, hmm, there was a, there was a struggle there. You better not tell anybody. <laughs> I really didn't for a little while. I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone that this sounds awesome. And then I kind of realized, like, oh, what, what am I? Why am I holding on to that? Why am I holding on to the belief that something that could possibly serve my life and help me become a better human being is so terrible? Right. And I was able to abandon that belief. And I no longer think that self-help people, obviously, we no longer think that self-help people are crazy. Um, and there, there's, there is some, there's truth there that has really enriched my being and who I am and who I've decided to be in life, how I parent, um, how I am in relationships, my ideals, all sorts of things. And so, yeah, be willing to like, give a little wiggle room to some of the things that you think are for sure true.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to be flexible in our beliefs when we have some security and confidence in just who we are in terms of, you know, I know that innately I'm good. I know that I have good intentions. I know that, you know, you have certain core fundamental things that feel very useful and when you, when you can kind of operate from principles instead of just different other like bits and pieces of ideas, um, it's just much more easier to be um, open when you uh, have that stability and predictability in yourself and confidence in yourself.
0: Yes, I love that you said operate kind of from principles and from your gut, from your intuition, from your wisdom, from who you are and the authenticity and if you know that you're operating from that, when something comes along you know, like self-help, you can look at it and say like, oh yeah, some of that's not for me, but there is some of it that maybe is. And being flexible in your beliefs surrounding that can possibly help you more than you'll know. Yeah.
1: And one aspect that I, um, we didn't really talk too much about this, but when it comes to our memories I feel like we sometimes get really, really hung up on like knowing that this is the way something happened and that for sure my memory is accurate and correct. But how many times have there been multiple accounts of the same event by different people who remember it differently or who, I mean, I've seen this in my family where one person says, this is the way something happened and somebody else is like, no, you're wrong. It happened like this. And so being able to just have a little bit of amusement, a little bit of flexibility and kind of coming to terms with like, what's useful here? Like what is is it useful for me to be so um fixed in my belief in this way? Is that is that helping me to create those sort of experience and the feelings and the person that I wanna be if I'm like believing that? Or can I just loosen it up a little bit and be okay with the possibility that one of us, including myself, might be a little bit wrong. In fact, um just the other day I'm trying to remember what the exact situation was, but one of my kids asked me something, and I started getting defensive. And I started like just saying this and that and the other. And then I admittedly just started making stuff up. And then I just was like, okay, I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> 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 and and it just to have sort of that levity and laugh? amusement. Yes, because they laughed I was And totally like, laughed. now I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just brought a lot more lightness and it just took the seriousness away and just allowed. of us to just kind of be more open to whatever.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Elder president. I don't know what his title is. Dieter Uchdorf. I love him. Um, He said, we seek for truth wherever we might find it. And I really think that in limiting our beliefs to our own personal experience, we are not, we are no longer looking for truth. We know what we've experienced, but we, if we are only willing to believe what has happened to us and what and not believe what has happened to others, it takes away the opportunity we have to expand our beliefs and it limits our ability to have more compassion and more love.
1: Yeah. And we all kind of have our own lens Mm -hmm. through which we are receiving and interpreting, you know, whatever's going on around us. And just being aware that I have a lens, um, can be really helpful. And it's not the only lens no yes exactly right there's um everybody has different lenses and it's they're coming from our different experiences and sometimes they're useful but sometimes they're not and so just being able to have have a little bit of awareness like that Um, i heard of someone who um, in college one of their professors told them at the very beginning of the semester they said just so you know everything you're going to learn in this class is wrong
0: This is like their first day of class. and he said, You're like, uh, so does that mean all A's on the test for all of us? Because it sounds like everything's going to be false anyway.
1: And, and he said, what I mean by that is it's the best we have right now. He said, um, what, I'm, what you will learn are tools and things that will be useful to, for solving different problems and doing and... And creating different results but just be aware that it, it, at some future point w- this we're going to have a different understanding we're going to have we're going to learn different things that are going to make these things actually wrong <laughs> and so don't get overly um attached to thinking that this is the only way or that this is the this is the f- the finality of truth is in what i what you're going to learn in this semester just know that it's all it's all wrong
0: <laughs> it's all wrong we'll be able to ob- observe that i think that happens a lot you know, i'm looking thinking about motherhood and parenting and I think that as I've kind of searched for, like, a the right way to parent, kind of a parenting style, I mean, I've taken, like, parenting classes, and i read parenting books, and I've done all the research and all the things, and I was like, oh, positive parenting is where it's at. Positive parenting, like, I'm a totally a positive person, and I love the idea of raising my kids with, like, a positive attitude and with, like, a really wonderful, good outlook on life. Like, yes, that's where it is. And then there were a couple of things about, like, the so-called positive parenting that I was like, Meh. Hmm. All right. Well, not quite sure about that, but yes, I'm, I'm fixed in here. Positive parenting. Like that is my trident. That's it. That's my tried and true. And then I started looking at, um, some more aspects of kind of this gentle parenting, which was a little bit different. And I thought, Oh, actually that one's true, but no, I've already been on team positive parenting. (laughs) Gentle parent. Oh, now what? Now what? Shoot. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm switching teams to gentle parenting with a little bit of positive parenting, but like mostly this gentle thing is really, really awesome. And rather than beat myself up about it, it's wonderful to look at it and think like, okay, my confidence is placed in me. And mm-hmm. who I am as a parent mm-hmm. and my abilities there.
1: Ching, ching, ching. Right?
0: To discern wh- what is best for the situation and for me right now. And I, I think having a little bit of flexibility there to see that there are, yeah, there's still some wonderful things about this kind of parenting. But I found I have new knowledge here. And I have something that's totally different. And so, yeah, maybe everything I learned over there, it could be false. It might not be. But being open to discovering something else that's outside of the frame of mind that I had previously is wonderful, wonderfully enlightening to my Life. I think it's such a great perspective for all aspects of our life to
1: just have that awareness that there might be good and truth and light and useful things in all places, right? If we're so stuck into just being right about something, then it really does limit our opportunity for growth and for gaining that new understanding and for, you know, even forgiving or shifting or just creating any kind of change because we're just so stuck in our rightness,
0: right? Ooh, forgiving. That's a big one. Flexible thinking is, and believing is so helpful in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. How many times do we not allow ourselves to forgive someone because we have a certain belief or idea of the way that someone is and we are not willing to let them change?
1: Yeah, we just have decided already, like, this is how this person is. They fit in this box and that's just who they are. And then we get to experience that on repeat Instead of having this possibility of like, you know, yes, maybe this, maybe certain circumstances occurred, but you know, they have space for their choices and I have space for mine and maybe there is going to be a shift somewhere or maybe I can experience them in a different way just based on the way I want to think about it, mm-hmm. things like that. So um, if, if you're not willing to be wrong in some ways, at sometimes you're so stuck in your rightness and if you can't be wrong, then you can't change.
0: Ooh, let go a little bit of that stubbornness. If we
1: think so strongly that like, this is just how I am or whatever our rightness is, no matter how true it feels, like we'll never change
0: if we can't be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's so much growth in change. And I think that's really the way that we can become our best selves is to allow ourselves to enhance through flexibility, through change through um, growth.
1: All right. So we'll come to our first takeaway today, which is for the mind, which is ask yourself if your beliefs are useful. So there's lots of different examples we could give here, but some things we don't even realize are beliefs, but they just are part of how we operate. And so being able to start noticing things. So like even something as silly as like believing that iPhones are superior to any other form of smartphone, for example, you might believe that you might not, but is that useful for you? And so, My guess is that's probably not a super useful belief because what does that generate? It generates sort of this divisiveness and might generate a little bit of judgment or like you're different than I am or, you know, like it's just not like probably the most useful thought to believe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe that's one that you wanna be a little bit flexible about and like, you know, I really like my iPhone, but you know, I'm sure there's other great devices and other people have other opinions. And so I feel like one really helpful way to notice if a belief is useful or not, is do you feel like emotionally charged about it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a good belief to think of because that one's not harmful
1: right, in any way, right? right?
0: You know, like my phone might be better for me and whatever I'm using it for and a uh, Samsung or something might be better for you and what you're using it for, but that's not harmful on... A level, so maybe that's when you want to wiggle and like be more adaptable with. Well, and so it's kind of those little sneaky little
1: ones that you're like, oh, it doesn't matter if I believe that, and like maybe it doesn't, but if you get emotionally charged about it, and you turn into a crazy person when it comes up. That's what it then matters. It's like, okay, yeah, that matters, or if you start feeling judgment towards other people, it's like that's probably not who you really want to be, mm-hmm. right?
0: And that's where we want to say become a little more flexible in that and allow yourself to possibly change that. Yeah, and instead of pushing it all the way over to harm or judgment, you can bring yourself back into, like you were saying, more of a neutral space.
1: Yeah. So one belief that I love that I choose to hang on to is just this belief that everything always works out and that everything is for our good. And I, I feel like that's a really useful belief. I don't feel like overly emotionally charged over it, but I do feel really kind of peaceful and neutral. And like, um, even though... Now, everything working out might not always be true per se in the way that you want things to work out. Um, I still feel like that belief is very useful for me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of that eternal optimist, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So That's a good one. That's what do you want to keep around? That's yeah. a belief that you're thinking, oh, yeah, like this one actually does help me. It helps me operate in the way that I want to. Yeah.
1: If you think about like another version of beliefs that you might want to take a peek at is is, we kind of hinted at this earlier, but just your beliefs about other people, especially the people who you are closest to and who maybe your spouse or family members who you live with. Like what do you believe about them? And are those beliefs really useful? I think that this is where we can easily have sort of emotionally charged beliefs about each other. And that might not be serving us, right? Mm -hmm. I think about... um, I don't know, you've, you probably have experienced times where relationship struggles or something where you um, hear, hear or feel really strongly that this is just how that person is. And when you have that lens around that person, it's just a really challenging opportunity to to shift that. And but it serves us so well to kind of bring it back to a little bit of neutral space of like they're allowed to have their space and they're allowed to have the life experience and their choices and I'm allowed to have mine and you can just start to feel a little bit more neutral about other people's actions and behaviors that we really don't have control over right
0: mm-hmm. um, one example I've had kind of recently has been in, in having some flexibility and not being quite fearful I think a lot of times we are nervous or scared that having some flexibility in our beliefs is going to derail us somehow Mm -hmm. or it is going to diminish our faith. Mm -hmm. And instead, for me, my personal experience is that it actually has deepened my faith a little bit and strengthened that in looking at the history of racism within the church that we belong to. It's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I think that for a long time, I just thought, oh, I just, ugh, I don't really want to look at that. I know that it's out there. and I know that it's something that I could, I could look into and I could see, you know, some racism and the impacts that some, the decisions and some policies and certain things that have kind of trickled down throughout time, but, ah, I'm afraid if I open that, it's kind of opening Pandora's box and... I, I don't want to have flexibility there. I want to just know that I'm right, and that's just it. And I don't want to I don't want to question that. I don't want to move into that area. Well, and, and
1: you don't want to look at like the the people who were sort of the founders or like the the early people that have been very instrumental in building what we now participated. I want to believe that they have the same thoughts that I had. I want to believe that they have the same beliefs that I had. I want to feel like we're in alignment, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you start learning that, oh, maybe they said some things that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, now what? Right? And, yeah. and so that can feel a little bit scary and like, what does that mean for me? But...
0: As you know, and, and as you're looking at the, the founders of our, our nation and yes, you're thinking like we're, we're founded on this like wonderful place and we were led here and it's established, you know, with, with God in mind and it's been inspired, all these wonderful things. And you're thinking, oh, but these people were incredibly flawed and not all of their ideas were correct. And in fact, some of their ideas were incredibly incorrect. And I, I don't believe in that ideal. And what they're saying is is racist and, and harmful. Yeah. It's harmful to a lot of people. And I think that as you, as you delve into that, you can see that the flexibility in knowing that that thought might not be completely correct. That belief that I had that I should not look into this, I should not open my eyes to it because it might be more harmful. When in fact, when I did open my eyes to it and was able to delve further and explore and, and deepen my understanding, I was able to open the door to more compassion toward the people that have been... Um, marginalized and who have experienced racism or have had less of a, a privilege in their lives because of the things that have happened within the history of some of these institutions and was able to find a new perspective and to listen to those people with the experience and and find more love and compassion there, which in turn has deepened my truth and understanding in, in some of my beliefs.
1: Well, and I think it helps to sort of then also be able to separate out a little bit of like what was God's hand and what wasn't. What do I want to think of about these people and what do I want to think about, you know, God's role in all of this and kind of make some of those personal decisions and beliefs of like, okay, I believe this is what feels good and right and true to me. And so I believe these parts and I totally get that these are humans that were a product of their generation and their, their culture and their time. And that, you know, things have, have evolved thankfully over time. Mm-hmm. And I think it does, um, actually help me to be able to say, see, uh, kind of have that faith of like, okay, th- these are the imperfect people like me, <laughs> um, just in different ways that God was still using mm-hmm. and able. And, and it sort of deepens my faith of like, look what God can do even with imperfect people,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Yeah. And I think that having a little bit of flexibility in those beliefs allows us to see people for who they are, which is people. And for us to have a little bit of compassion and understanding and for us to um, have the confidence in ourselves and in our beliefs, in our minds and in our hearts to be able to discern that for ourselves.
1: Yeah. And so instead of being fearful of some other belief or understanding or perspective, um, being, a, being more flexible invites love and can, instead of diminish our faith, it can actually boost and, and strengthen and help us just gain a fuller understanding of things. And so you don't have to abandon your beliefs in order to have some flexibility around how can this deepen or how can there be possibly more to understand about this
0: um, than what I previously did. Exactly. And seeing the truth in something, how can that enhance what I want to do with my life, who I want to be with my life, what is serving me and being able to edit that down kind of to operate in more of a flexible, uh, almost fluid manner. Yeah. So for the mind, ask
1: yourself if your beliefs are useful and then you can edit out the ones that might not be. All right. So for the body going on to our beliefs about our body so ask yourself what you want to believe about your body this is maybe an area that we might not even want to spend th- time thinking about or like who has time for that or who wants to think about that and I think it's a really quite a disservice to ourselves and to our bodies when we discount them or ignore them or under appreciate them and so what do you want to believe about your body I think it's a it's a valid and important question. I like to believe that our bodies are doing the best they can and they're actually doing a really good job given whatever their current circumstances are. I like to believe that I'm exactly how I'm supposed to be. I'm as strong as I'm supposed to be, I'm as flexible as I'm supposed to be, I'm as lean as, or not as I'm supposed to be in all of these situations. And for me, that feels very neutral and, and loving as opposed to like emotionally charged, right? And so if you feel really emotionally charged about your thoughts about your body, this is an opportunity to sort of consider what do you want to believe about your body that might feel a little bit more um, peaceful, a little bit more neutral, a little bit more loving.
0: I love that. And I love thinking that I love being grateful for my body. You were talking about, I think like your body's flexibility, but I was thinking about like the weight fluctuation of your body and how wonderful it is that even our bodies are flexible. We're trying to have Mm -hmm. our, our beliefs be flexible, but even our bodies literally are flexible. We have the ability to stretch and to come back in and to grow and to move and think of all the wonderful things that we are able to do, um, as women and as, Mothers, because our bodies literally have the flexibility as far as that goes. And I'm starting to think of that as such a positive thing and such a wonderful thing because of having that little bit of fluidity in the thought.
1: Yeah. So if you feel really stuck in your rightness about the condition of your body, meaning there's no way. Um, I can never experience my body in a different way, or there's no way I could ever love my body. For example, if that feels like so far fetched, I invite you to consider, you know, wiggling those ideas a little bit and just getting a little curious of like, can I find another way to think about my body that doesn't feel quite so emotionally charged?
0: Right. Oh, I love that. Okay. So for the body, ask yourself what you want to believe about your body. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to our purpose. The purpose is ask yourself, in what way can I allow myself to shine? And this comes from an amazing quote by Marianne Williamson. And she says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God.
1: Oh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I This just makes me think about our beliefs about ourselves, right? And are they very flexible or do we sort of have these ideas that this is just who I am, this is how I am. And I, I think in order for us to truly... Um, step into who we're created to be, we have to be a little bit flexible and be willing to be wrong about what we're thinking about ourselves. We have to be willing to consider the possibility that we are greater than what we give ourselves credit for, that we can shine in some way, that there is something. I love that she said, um, we are all meant to shine. We are all meant to shine. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And that's not just certain people. That's every single person every single person. So like you, that's you. You <laughs> so, right now. Yeah. Like, so in what way can you let yourself shine?
0: And what beliefs do you have about yourself that are holding you back? And if you can't think of a way that you can shine, why? Why aren't you thinking about that?
1: Not to like beat yourself up. Nope. Don't beat yourself just up. to be curious of like, okay, do i want to believe that about me that there is a capacity in me to shine that there is a a part of me that is so good that i can become something really amazing and fabulous and great and that i have something to offer and that my individual particular specific way of contributing in the world matters and i think that that's a really easy place to get stuck because we look around and see all the people in the world doing all the things and we like, well, I don't really matter. Everybody else is already doing this or that and not realize that our unique set of traits, our personality, our experiences, it's it's a unique contribution for each of us and that there is a place for every single person to shine. I um, had an experience, I was at a concert I don't know pre-covid it was a while ago and i just was watching the lead singer you know doing his thing and singing and i just like had this impression as he was singing that i feel like every person who's ever lived on the planet will at some point
0: Wish they were a rock star. Well, <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: Get kind of their rock star moment. Like everybody has this capacity, whether it's rock star or not. But like everybody has their contribution, their rock star ability in some way. And I, it just sort of hit me like that. This was his moment on the stage, right, and and shining, but. Like there's something for April where she shines and is the rock star, and I kind of almost felt like in the grand scheme of things in an eternity, everybody I feel like is um eligible for that spotlight, that rock star shining moment, like like it, every single person, and it was this sort of this overwhelming moment of just love and appreciation and awe for all the people around me, and just sort of this grand awe of like, look at all the people here in the stands and look at this person being a rock star and every single person around me, I feel like has that capacity of being a rock star in their own way. Oh, I don't know really if that cool.
0: makes sense. Yeah, it totally <laughs> does. I think it totally makes sense. And yeah. um, the thing I really love about this quote is that, um, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Uh, yes, I yes. have, my friend had a, a birthday recently and, I as I was like typing, you know, her birthday text message to her, I was thinking about how for the longest time I have hated the angle of my nose. What? I have. I have hated it. I there was I saw a profile picture of myself at some point in time and I looked at it and thought, Oh, you have a nose that witches envy because it is big and pointy and very (gasps) angular and what they're so cute. Oh, they're so nice. But I hated it. And when I met this friend, she has kind of an an angular nose as well. And I thought it was like, it's one of the things that makes her, the ankles of her face are just right. And like, she's beautiful. It is beautiful. And seeing that in her amongst a million other qualities, but mm. seeing that in, in her and having her own the beauty of the way that she looked, she does not does not even realize what it has done for me and my confidence in seeing Mm. her own that and seeing her, uh, shine in that, in that perspective. So yeah, just kind of gave you permission
1: to accept it.
0: Exactly. So you never know Mm. what you are accepting in yourself as giving the permission for someone else to do. Mm. I can probably give you 80 examples of seeing someone else's example of them being their themselves, of them, um, being flexible enough in their beliefs to realize that they are incredible human beings. And if they own who they are, it it will unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Mm.
1: I love that. Okay. Let's thank you so much for sharing. Let's recap our three takeaways. So for the mind... Ask yourself if your beliefs are useful.
0: For the body, ask yourself what do you want to believe about your body.
1: And for the purpose, ask yourself in what way can I allow myself to shine.
0: Okay, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but Michelle, which one of these are you going to (laughs) do? What am I going to work on? I am going to
1: work on... I'm going to say purpose in what way can I allow myself to shine that might seem surprising I don't know just because we're visible but I think that it's really easy to it's easy to forget and I just love the that what you shared about giving other people permission to shine when you shine and I just think that's a really fun fun way to show up in the world
0: yeah, and really that is a, a, I know like with influencer being like this buzzword and it kind of has like a negative connotation sometimes, but you have a lot of, of influence mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. around with people around you. And I think especially as women, we look to other women for belonging and if they know that they kind of belong to themselves and have a, a shine about them, I think that that's contagious and kind of amazing. And it's one way that you really can serve other women around you. So I kind of love that. Okay, I'm going to go with the body and ask myself what I want to believe about my body.
1: What you want to believe about your body. Yeah, what
0: I want to believe about it. Uh, I think sometimes I have a good relationship with my body for the most part. I think I do a good job of, you know, getting myself to a good spot where I feel good about myself. But um, lately i kind of noticed a lot of like just small kind of snarky digs. <laughs> like the, the snarkier part of me comes out when I talk to my body and I think I should probably do a better job of examining that belief and being a little more flexible with it. Mm. So we're going to come back next week with a couple of examples. We didn't do that this time, but next time we're going to mark my words. All right. Well, thanks for being here. We'll
1: be back next Wednesday. Thank you to everyone who participated on um, Instagram. We did a giveaway recently, and we so appreciate all of you that shared and tagged your friends and shared the podcast. So just want to give you all a big thank you.
0: Yes, thank you so much. It means so much to us. It's like every time one of y'all says something good about our podcast or that it helped you or comments on one of our posts or shares it on their stories, like, holy cow. We love it. We (laughs) know, and we text each other. like, look what they said. Like, it's meaningful, and it's helping someone. (laughs) and thank you thank you so much we appreciate you yes thanks for being here see you next week bye
1: hey thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself we truly believe confident caring women like you are changing the world